a hearty welcome to Boston University, Walter Brown Arena. My name is Mason Stelf, alongside Jesse Mayfield Sheehan. It is the 28th annual Mayor's Cup Youth Ice Hockey Tournament, and we welcome you to the Bantam AA Championship game between Dorchester and between Charlestown. It should be a fantastic hockey game. I can't wait for it. How about you, Jesse? This is a heavyweight bout here, it Mason. Is. It Two is. Two of the best hockey towns around. We've had plenty of great championships already throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And these two towns represent eight of those 10 championship winners from those previous days. Six from Charlestown, two from Dorchester. These are two really, really top-of-the-line hockey programs. Even today, Charlestown's got a couple of uh, teams in the championship. I know they got this one. They got the girls 14 and under. All three Bantam divisions feature a Dorchester team. Two very strong, top-of-the-line hockey programs, Charlestown and Dorchester, and they're facing off. I'm psyched. It's going to be a high-flying matchup. Let's head down to the ice where the teams are ready to go. So are we. The teams retreat to their benches. <laughs> Charlestown is going to be in the blue and red. It's a mainly a blue jersey trimmed in red. Opposite them is Dorchester in the white uniforms. Also some blue and white trim. And we can't thank you enough for joining us. This is the Boston Neighborhood Network, so appreciate you joining us on the BNN. Due to an FCC ruling, programs like these and access stations like BNN are in jeopardy. If you want to keep us on the air and keep all the great local stations and all this great content on the air, visit bnnmedia.org. And you may also be joining us on 1029. If you are, welcome. You're listening to broadcast coverage of the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup Youth Hockey Tournament on WBCA 1029, your Boston community radio station. We are underway. Dorchester concedes possession, and right away, shot comes in from Charlestown, and it's blocked away by the goaltender. Charlestown moving right to left as we view it and as you listen. Left to right coming the other way is Dorchester. Dorchester has it deep in their own zone, possessed, and moved forward. Kept alive, Charlestown takes it back. Quick stop, turn, and move to the right there. Trying to get an opportunity to direct it forward, but failing to do so was Woods. Charlestown just coming out aggressive right from the start. Again, you can see why this program generates so many champions year in and year out. They certainly do. We will take you through the other winners as the broadcast goes on, but right now, deep check. Charlestown deep in their defensive zone. Pressure being applied by Dorchester. Another heavy hit, retrieved left point, kept alive, and it's kicked away. Nice save that time by the Charlestown goalkeeper. Goaltender number 17 in there deep. Penny Levine Stein. Nice save to start, although the Dorchester goalie has had to be a lot more active early on. Certainly has. Levine Stein gets ready for another attack, mounted by Dorchester, losing the play that time was Nolan Stock, number three, in white. Makes its way back out towards center ice, possessed, 50-50 puck, one back by Dorchester. They gain the zone, one-on-one -on -one opportunity. This one flips high and in! 
It's Michael Scully, number 29, a wicked deflection and millimeters of room between the top of the post and it deflects home. If you're Charlestown, what do you even say to that? You just have to throw your hands in the air on that one. The defender did exactly what he was supposed to do, went for the poke check and deflected it, but got the unluckiest deflection I've ever seen. Straight up into the air, over the goalie, and into the net. That was wild. 29 with the goal. Scully with one of the most ridiculous deflections you'll ever see inside the opening three minutes as that save was made down the other end of the ice by Connor Olson, the goaltender for Dorchester, who has a 1-0 lead in Charlestown, which has been by far the most impressive team in this entire Mayor's Cup with wins in the Pee Wee AAA on Wednesday, the girls U10, and Squirt AAA on Thursday, and the Might AAA and Might Single A also on Thursday, the former at the Divine Rink, the latter at the Emmons Horgan O'Neill Memorial Rink. Charlestown's down one nothing inside the opening couple of minutes. Just 1.23 gone in this opening period, and Dorchester goes right back in the attack, centering pass out front, goaltender retreats and covers. You know, one thing I'm seeing early is that Levine Stein is a very aggressive goalie. She comes out right to the edge of the crease in order to defend, and that did prove a little costly on that fluky deflection, and it almost proved costly there. The target there, Liam Tangney, but could not get it past Levine Stein. This one takes another heavy deflection, goes back into the Charlestown attacking zone. They apply the four check as it's retrieved by Dorchester. Scrum out in front. Kept alive, left circle. Puck brought back, left to right, Dorchester. That's a nifty play to get in possession. Tries to spin around. Smaller defender able to possess one of the taller players out there on the ice for Dorchester. That's Stock, number three in white, who was dispossessed there. But it's taken back by Dorchester. Is there a centering pass opportunity? Retreats, goes up behind the, the net, tries to do the wraparound shot, and it's saved out in front as the shot from James Neff gets covered up. Good effort by the Charlestown defenseman against a larger Dorchester forward there. They really just sort of made it up in the aggregate, you know, bringing defensemen from both sides of him to force the poke check. Left circle offensive zone face off for Dorchester. Charlestown wins it. It's Kyle. Gets it to a teammate. Now seeds possession again. Gaining the zone and moving it forward is Tedowitz, number 61. It's blocked, goes behind, Dorchester retrieves, moving it out towards center ice, gets blocked out in front, makes it to the blue line, offensive zone now for Dorchester, right side as they attack. Kept alive, Tangney goes behind the net, tries to shepherd it out in front. It's the right pad of Levine Stein that keeps it from going out in front of the crease. Still there though for Dorchester, blocked by a defenseman on the shot attempt. Putting a nice play in there, number five, Jacobson for Charlestown. It's down toward the other end of the ice with seven and a half to play. In the opening period, makes it back to the red line, neutral ice. Dorchester has won a lot of those 50-50 pucks and has mounted some attacks. They go for a change, but they got to get out quickly or they could be down two on one. Charlestown gains the zone, goes one on one. Defenseman does well. Like you said, a lot of those 50-50 pucks, they're being won by Dorchester. Their, def their defensemen are standing them up right now. 7.05 to play, opening period. 
Oh, he wants that one back. Certainly does, as it was a point-blank opportunity. The defense completely fell asleep. And I believe it was either Puapolo or Kyle who Kyle. just sat there and waited and then swung and missed at a point-blank puck. Goaltender didn't communicate with his defense or they didn't hear him. And Kyle is going to rue that opportunity that was missed. Dorchester on the other end of the ice. Centering pass in front, takes another high hop off the stick of a defenseman for Charlestown, and now they look to break. Here comes Kyle again, outskating everybody. Kyle has a teammate to his right. Instead goes for the shot, it's a left pad save. Made on the other end of the ice by Connor Olson. You know, that shot was almost an attempted pass at the way he angled it. I think he wanted the bouncing rebound and was just slightly off the mark. High deflection to the air, Dorchester tries to counter. It's taken back at the red line by Charlestown, kicked forward. It's possessed by Charlestown. Kyle again, waits for it, goes back to his left side, tries to go in the backhand, defender, blocks it before it could get to Olsen, the goaltender. Comes out left point, shot comes in, might have been deflected, or at least the shot was altered on its path on the shot attempt. Either way, comes back out right boards, 5.47 to play. Here's an opportunity for Dorchester. Pass comes across, two on two. And it's going to be an offside as the player who made the initial pass went into the zone, but passed it out of the zone and couldn't get back in time. You know, Dorchester wants that one back. If they just collect their pass a little more cleanly, then they're not going offsides, and they got a two-on-one advantage. On the other side, Charlestown's number 13, the defenseman, really overplayed his man. Nice and physical, but left a loose puck for another forward to pick up. Almost led to disaster. Dorchester trying to force it into the zone. They do so. Charlestown able to chip it free out to sword center ice. Now into the attacking zone. Shifting it around the right circle. Dispossessed by the defenseman. Comes out left point. Escapes into neutral ice where it's retrieved. Charlestown gets it back though. Wheeling around looking for a teammate is Tedowitz number 61. Does so, but now gets it right back. Tedowitz in there deep, going one on all right now. Tries to shepherd it out in front. It does make its way through to a Charlestown player, but there's numbers back now for Dorchester. Shot comes in, deflected, and somehow spilled, but it didn't go in. Charlestown showing some good patience in the offense here, looking for their opportunities, skating around. They're not getting impatient despite a 1-0 deficit. This one all the way in there. They are going to whistle an icing. And so with 4.11 and the clock running, clock will run outside of penalties. Even with the lead, Dorchester showing some real aggression on that play. They went for sort of almost a Hail Mary pass when the receiver only had like a half a step on his defender. They went for it. They paid the price. Well, you talked about it, Jesse, in the opening. These are two absolute juggernauts when it comes to local hockey here in the greater Boston area. So a one nothing lead. I would be stunned the way these two teams have at least started this game if one nothing is the final score. Dorchester wants as many goals as they can because Charlestown's not going anywhere. Couldn't agree with you more there, Mason. Two very strong teams. You cannot rest on your laurels with just a one-goal lead in a hockey game. Not Pascal at all. Seeds the puck to Nealon. Nealon loses out, and it's retrieved in there deep by Dorchester, wheeling back behind their net, deep off to our left, with 3.16 to play in the opening period. It comes back into the offensive zone, where it's retrieved by the Charlestown defender, and now that's a great pass out front. Here's an opportunity, shot comes in, but it's blocked. There was a nice look there. What a great pass 
from the defensive zone by Turner, but no answer on the other end for the Charlestown attacker. Charlestown really applying some uh, sneaky strategies to getting open skaters like with this right here once again. It's, it's Kyle. Kyle. And it's saved. What a play on the breakaway by Olsen. Did that hit the post? I think it just went right up into his chest. I'm pretty sure Kyle was waiting for the goaltender to make a move so he could just go right down the middle and that did not happen. Olsen stands his ground and it goes right into his chest protector. I tell you, Kyle has looked so good early in this game, but he's got to be getting frustrated at this point. He's had some really bad luck so far and some really good chances. Charlestown with the last five shot attempts until that one as it's saved by Stein. Levine Stein makes the stop. Both teams making a couple of careless defensive plays that have allowed that one to come in on the back heel, it's in! Dorchester with a 2-0 lead, it's stuck. Charlestown has to have the unluckiest defenseman I've ever <laughs> seen. Number 14, he's right where he's supposed to be. It bounces off his skate and goes right between Levine Stein's legs. Credit, they, she tried to keep it from being poked in, but just a great effort by Dorchester. Dorchester with a 2-0 lead. Nolan Stock just in the right place at the right time. And just when you thought Charlestown with the last five shot attempts before that was growing into the game and looking to equalize, they've been pegged back again. And it's 2-0 Dorchester as we tick in inside the final 75 seconds of period number one. And Dorchester's keeping up the attack. They're still, it's still not enough, although that one was poorly timed at the line. 11-13, the time of Stock's goal. So stop with the second. And it's a 2-0 lead for Dorchester. Connor Olsen's made a couple of big saves. And it's been impressive. Michael Scully, the opening goal. With Nolan Stock, the second. And Dorchester has been impressive. Is there one last push? for Charlestown with 30 seconds to go in the period. They're in their offensive zone. It's peppered out front. Goaltender again stands tall, Olsen. 20 seconds to go, offensive zone opportunity now. But Charlestown takes it back and Kyle, who's been by far their most impressive player in the early going for Charlestown, nearly had an opportunity to break the other way. It's back with Dorchester. They retreat around the net with five seconds to go. They try and see out this two nothing lead and they will do so. Is there one last shot attempt though? It's turned over and it's saved by Olsen. A sloppy defensive play when they should have just seen out the period and nearly a point blank, point one second finish to end this one, but Olsen alert to it and it remains two nothing after one. That was uh, Stuck who got the yep, second Stuck goal that really uh, goal. broke this one open. Um, and uh, I'll, t I'll tell you, you talked about how great <laughs> Kyle has looked for Charlestown. In any other period of hockey, he would be counted as the unluckiest guy on the ice. Yep. This period, I think he, you might put him in third or fourth unluckiest on the ice. Uh, between the rough luck for the defensemen with those bad deflections towards their own net for Charlestown, and of course, poor Penny Levine Smith, uh, Levine Stein, excuse me, who has had 
just some horrendous luck again off those deflections. That like, how do you watch for those? You certainly can't. It's just been an unfortunate first period for Charlestown, but Dorchester taking advantage of the opportunities. Yes. I'm glad you said that because I don't want to take credit away from Dorchester. They have earned this 2-0 lead. They have been outshot 7-5 in that first period, but it doesn't matter because they have scored twice. And now we'll see if they can extend their lead or if Charlestown can battle back into this one. They, will, they certainly have the attacking power to do it. But we'll see if they are able to do so. We are back underway. Team switch ends. So Dorchester attacking the goal off Some to our left now. Play. It certainly was. And opposite them, Charlestown in their blue uniforms attacking the goal patrolled off to our right by Olsen who made those seven saves in the first period to keep a 2-0 lead. It is with Dorchester on the left side. They gain the attacking zone, brought in there deep, tried to reverse pass, but it's poke check free. Charlestown takes it back. They don't have numbers. It's one on two, but they can still make something happen here. That's nice defensive work as it's knocked away there from number 16 in blue, Corbett. Like you said, some good stick skills to get into the attack zone, but once you get there, you got three defensemen waiting for you. There's not much you can do. This one, shot comes in, Olsen sprawling. It just goes past his left pad and behind. It's kept in the zone initially, and here's an opportunity to break. Stop for a second. Here he comes into the zone, and he scores on the backhand. <laughs> oh, that was pretty. That was, uh, that was some pretty stick skills at the end. You know that stuff that he's practicing out on the ice every day as like something fun to do, but he's been waiting for that breakaway so he can show it off. That was exactly like a penalty shot. It was a brilliant pass from the defenseman to pick him out right at center ice, and then it was just one-on-one -on -one with the goaltender and stopped. Went right, deked left, and went on the backhand. Goaltender sprawling for nothing as it was just slyly put into the back of the net by Stock for his second goal in the game. And, and all still really started with a uh, bad turnover, that goal at a minute 46 seconds in the period. Uh, I was just tough for Charlestown. They committed a bad turnover when they were trying to move on the attack so their defensemen weren't back. You can't commit passing turnovers at the defense line. That'll cost you every time. And when you're not having any luck go your way, you can't create anything else for the opposition. And there was some unlucky plays for Charlestown, but then that one just poorly given away as it's an offside there, whistled against Dorchester. Because that was almost a bad turnover right there. The guy had a lane. He just got caught up, tangled up with his stick. And again, like, we talk about luck. That last goal wasn't luck. That was a mistake that was very well capitalized on. And you can't make mistakes against a team this good. When they're able to, to capitalize so consistently off of flukes, if you give them a clean chance, you're just asking for it at that point. You certainly are. This one shifted out in front. You're watching the Boston Neighborhood Network or listening to WBCA 1029 FM. Mason Stauff, Jesse Mayfield Sheehan. A 3-0 lead, a surprising 3-0 lead for what we expected to be a very close hockey game between Dorchester 
and Charlestown. It is Dorchester with the lead. Two goals by Stock. Goals two and three after Michael Scully scored the first on one of the craziest deflections you'll ever see to opening the score. Charlestown, if there's a team that can come back from 3-0 down, it's Charlestown. This is not this score is not a reflection of the talent level that Charlestown has. So if there's one thing you can say, it's that Charlestown has a chance, but they have got to get a little bit of luck to go their way and they can't commit any more unforced errors. And you know what? They can't let themselves get frustrated because that's what I'm starting to see. They're starting to rush things. They're starting to get sloppy. They've got to make their opportunities their own. Dorchester dispossesses just inside. They're attacking half at the red line. Possessed in there deep, Stein retreats behind the goal, moves it out to a teammate, but then takes another ugly deflection and is taken back by Dorchester. 50-50 buck won that time by Charlestown, but it's only back harmlessly to center ice where it's taken back by Dorchester once again. Dorchester just six shots, three goals, nearly had an opportunity there. Again, it was just a poor pass into the center of the ice taken back and there was a brief moment there where it looked like Dorchester was again going to have a fairly point-blank opportunity to send it right at the goaltender. Yeah. I'm telling you, Charlestown is feeling the pressure and they're starting to rush things. Centering pass blocked, right side pad by Levine Stein. Center again, again Levine Stein just knocks it away deep into the left side corner. Near side. Both teams battling for it. It feels like every single puck that's been a 50-50 puck has been won by Dorchester. This time it is Charlestown who comes away with it. One on all there, having to retreat. And then the centering pass by Corbett goes up there high, moves to the left side, centering pass out in front. Kyle tries to go five-hole on one of the defenders, did so. It was Scully, but then just shepherded away and taken back there deep by Charlestown once again. They'll have to reset with 7.16 to play in the second period, down 3-0. Man, and you know what? Charlestown was really starting to move it. They had a couple of great setups for Kyle, but one just slightly off the mark and another just too many defensemen in there. This is the Bantam AA Championship at the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup Youth Hockey Tournament. Representatives from Parkway Youth Hockey, Dorchester, South Boston, Charlestown, Alston, Brighton, Hyde Park, and score in this fantastic event. We had championship games starting as early as Wednesday. A number of them coming from these two organizations, Dorchester and Charlestown. We'll take you through them in just a couple of minutes. But right now, possessed at the left point from our vantage point. Right point from the player's perspective is this one. Centering pass out in front. Charlestown, second look at it. Third look at it was there. But it's finally taken away by a defender and knocked down ice off the carom. Again, Charlestown starting to generate some good looks, but this is where they need some luck. They need something to bounce their way if they're going to get back in this game. They still have the shots on goal advantage, but 3-0 on the scoreboard. An impressive shooting percentage for Dorchester. And ultimately, it usually comes down to that, Jesse. You can, have, you can create all the opportunities in the world. Which team takes advantage of them? Sometimes it's not necessarily the team that takes all the shots. But, yeah. I mean, how easy, I mean, First deflection aside, two and three have been impressive. And it looks like we got a power play coming for Charlestown. Uh, yep. Looks like Dorchester's number three. That's, that's Stuck, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Stuck, who had the second and third goals and has been impressive on both sides of the puck. 
defensive and offensive, is in the box for the next 110 with 524 to play in this second period. So Charlestown has really got to get a goal here. You, you don't usually say there's must scores with 524 to play in the, in the second period, but when you're down three nothing with the man advantage, you have got to score. This one possessed in there deep. That's a nice little reverse in there. Try to take it away. Number 10 in blue for Charlestown. Not one of the players normally on their roster, so not listed, but a nice little pivot away by number 10 in blue. She made a nice play. Joining the fray, number 18 in blue as well. That's Shields. That pass across the ice here to the near side. There still is 23 seconds on the extra player, but Charlestown has not been able to get a shot attempt on this power play, and that's disappointing for a team that continues to lead the shots in target category, but trails 3-0. That puck is iced, but with the clock running, including the penalty clock, that will do it for the extra man. Charlestown fails to score on this power play. Dorchester maintains a 3-0 edge. And you know what, that power play really feels like it summed up Charlestown's it game so far. A lot of well-generated chances, some nice puck movement, but always just a little bit off of what you need to get a good shot at the net. They didn't really get any good looks there, and obviously no score. Right circle, offensive zone faceoff for Charlestown. It's eventually won by Dorchester, but still in there inside the blue line. It does eventually escape. Foot race, who's going to win it? It is Charlestown. They will have to retreat behind their goal with 3.41 to go. Mentioned that we had championship games starting as early as Wednesday at Jim Roach Community Arena where Charlestown, South Boston, and Charlestown Big again. Big breakaway, just missed wide. Yep, breakaway opportunity, but as has been an unfortunate trend for Charlestown, no luck, no goal, it remains 3-0. But Charlestown, South Boston, and Charlestown again winning the squirt single A, double A, and Pee Wee triple A titles on Wednesday. Charlestown also won the girls' U10 and squirt triple A titles as this one comes out in front. Sprawling play by the goaltender Levine Stein. Not sure if they got a play on the puck, but they did at least deflect it in behind. Dorchester gets it back. Is there an opportunity to go on the reverse backhand? There is not. Taken away in traffic. Eventually escapes past the red line and is retrieved by Dorchester with 2.50 to go. Dorchester also winning the Pee Wee single A on Thursday at Divine Rink. South Boston, their lone title on Thursday after they won the squirt double A on Wednesday. They won the Pee Wee double A on Thursday at Divine Rink and also on Thursday at Emmons Horrigan O'Neill Memorial Rink. Charlestown, Dorchester, and Charlestown again winning the Mike Triple A, Double A, and Single A titles, respectively. Yeah, through those first three days, it's really been a, a tale of three towns. Yeah. Charlestown with six, Dorchester and South Boston with two each. This one, another opportunity right in front of the crease. And I'm going to say someone stepped in there. Not exactly sure what the call was, but with two minutes to go in this second period, Charlestown, it really feels like they gotta get a goal in these final two minutes, get something going, there is the look! And it came across and couldn't be finished out in front. It was a nice centering pass, the look, and Woods was there, but couldn't score. And is there a look for Dorchester? This one's gonna trickle just a little bit too far. Came all the way across, tried to go far side. 
Levine Stein takes care of it. 90 seconds to play in the period. Here comes Charlestown once again. Knocked back in there behind the blue line. Offside, whistled against the men and women in blue. You know, I liked your call there on the previous play there, Mason, because I feel like it summed up just about everything. There's the look, but they couldn't finish. Nope. They're creating opportunities. It's we've, we've called a couple of games here today, Jesse, and in the first few games that we've called, the team that shot more, and usually a lot more, scored more. This is the opposite, yeah. where Charlestown's creating looks, but they are not finishing them. Dorchester has only had a small handful of real awesome opportunities, but it feels like every single time they've done so, they've scored. Yeah. 41 seconds to play in the period. Charlestown leaves a man on the ground. They retrieve it. It's out by the red line, near side. Centering pass, trying to get it across the red line. They do, now gaining the zone on the far side. Vigorous poke checks from behind to dispossess the puck. They do so for Dorchester. 18 seconds to play in the period. They try and launch it up front again. This puck will be iced, but again, the clock will run, and that very well could do it. With only 10 seconds to go in a running clock, official can skate as fast as he wants. He's not going to get there, and that's going to do it for period number two. And there's the horn officially. This has been a weird game of hockey. This has been a very... <laughs> it's been a weird game you know, of hockey. But you know what? I don't hate it. No. I don't... I, you know, I love it when the sport gets weird. I love it when it, you never know what you're going to get. You know, what's that saying? Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut you off right there before <laughs> we get too Forrest Gumpy. We thank our fantastic hosts, the Boston Parks and Recreation Department, and as well as some fantastic sponsors and supporters, the Boston Bruins Foundation, P&G Gillette, FMC Ice Sports, Boston University, our fantastic host for our games today, and Massachusetts Department of Conservation and Recreation, as well as Mayor Michelle Wu, the Boston mayor, and Pino's Pizza in Brighton for providing delicious subs for lunch and tasty pizza for dinner for our incredible production crew, which we will thank profusely at the end of this game and every game without them. Jesse and I do not get on the air. We can speak. We can talk really loudly. Nobody out there is going to hear it. <laughs> if, uh, if a commentator <laughs> commentates a game, but there's no production crew, does he make a sound? Does he make any money? No. No, he does not. He just annoys the people around him. Sorry, Mom and Dad. I did that for years. <laughs> We are back underway. Third period action inside the final 13 minutes. Remember, quick, fast-paced ice hockey action here at the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup Youth Ice Hockey Tournament. Really no long intermission break, just a quick timeout. The teams retreat to their benches. And is there something that Charlestown can do to get back in this hockey game? We reverse ends once again. Charlestown in their blue trimmed in red, moving from right to left, attacking the goal that's currently being patrolled by Connor Olson, who has been unblemished today. He's been fantastic, making the saves he's had to make while his team has scored the goals they've needed to score. They lead 3-0. Dorchester now attacking the goal left to right. That's being patrolled by Levine Stein. And Levine Stein, it hasn't been his fault or her fault at all. As we take a look at the shots on net 
for our television audience. 14 to nine, seven shots apiece in periods one and two for Charlestown, five and four on the first two periods respectively for Dorchester. But just as Jesse indicated, it doesn't matter who shoots more, it matters who scores more, and Dorchester has taken advantage of their opportunities. Charlestown has not. And another thing you can really see as this game has gone on is that Charlestown has gotten more impatient and more and more sloppy as the game has gone on, and it's starting to cost them. I mean, those first two goals were just really lucky deflections for sure, but once you're down multiple scores and you start to rush things, you end up doing things like that, giving up that bad turnover that led to the third goal for Dorchester. First goal was scored by Michael Scully in the first period. That was followed up by two more from Stock, Nolan Stock on either side of the first period. Intermission, we'll call it, even though it wasn't really one. This is Shields for Charlestown. Moves it back from behind the net. Kept in the zone, though, by Dorchester. They have really played great counter-attacking hockey. They have been conceding a lot of the possession and the attacking opportunities to Charlestown, as that's going to be an offside but they have made their opportunities count. An absolute ridiculous deflection outside at the point that whipped up high and somehow got over Levine Stein, ticked off the underside of the crossbar and in. And then Nolan Stock with another funny hop to get the second. And then the third was no nonsense. A poor turnover by Charlestown. Great pass from the defenseman right to center ice. And then it was like a penalty shot. It was absolutely beautiful. Stock just comes in from center ice, deeks one way, goes the other, and flips it in with the backhand with a sprawling goaltender left for dead. And you really summed up what's worked so well for Dorchester is the counter-strike opportunities that they're allowed it. They're showing a more opportunistic style that has really paid dividends for them in a big way. While for Charlestown, their more aggressive attacking style has honestly bitten back on them on several levels. For one, the sloppy turnovers that allowed to the, uh, that third goal and have almost given up more. And even the aggressive uh, goalie style of Levine Stein left her out of, the, out of the crease and exposed on some of those more fluky deflections. Move back behind, Jacobson retrieves for Charlestown. Dorchester is perfectly content to sit on this three nothing lead. They have not made any silly mistakes and with a three nothing lead, you're perfectly content. You don't have to take too many risks. Just be smart with the puck. Cover it up if you're the goaltender and it comes to you. If you get a break, great. Otherwise, you can keep players behind the line and just make smart decisions. They have played a nice, clean hockey game. They go back and retrieve with 8.45 to go. Move yeah. it behind their net and move it forward. And even when they were moving with it, you saw how far back 21 was drifting. And even now, they've got at least one player back at all times as basically a safety in case anything goes wrong. They can afford to do that because they got a 3-0 lead. And because their game plan all game has been focus on the defense first and take the opportunities as they come, this is not really a change of style. They just, if anything, it's even more of their style, just sitting back defensively, inviting the attack, making Charlestown take risks that have not paid off in this game to this point. And they'll just continue to make smart ice hockey decisions. The key for Dorchester, don't commit any penalties. Do not go down a man 
Luckily, the clock sometimes can actually help you depending on how it runs, but just make smart choices. <laughs> I tell that to people all the time, not just in ice hockey, but just in general. Make smart choices. Hopefully, Dorchester can do that here, and they will see out what is currently a 3-0 lead as Olsen holds. There is a player down for Charlestown. Yeah, a little bit of extracurriculars at the end there. I don't know if he thought the puck was loose when it was covered up, but got in there, started to get a little physical, and it looks like he's going to be penalized for it. He is, so heading to the box, a Charlestown player. That cannot happen. You're already fighting a 3-0 deficit, and now you head to the penalty boxes. This one's held out in front by Olsen. Five oh, yeah, on four for Dorchester. And yeah, no, this is five on four for Charlestown. Yeah, it is. It was interesting. There was a a, a, Dor a Charlestown player was sitting in the box and then just got taken out of the box and now retreats to his bench. That was McGrath who was initially sitting in the penalty box. And there's no penalty. Nope. Oh, no, it's five on five. I am thoroughly lost here, Mason. McGrath went to the box, and then they opened the door of the penalty box and let McGrath back into the bench. So just a circuitous change. Either way, 6.35 to go. You know what? I bet they did it just to confuse us. <laughs> you think they would. I, in fact, I think that they could care less about our existence. I feel like that's giving us too much credit. 6.22 to go. In this third period, Dorchester continues to hold on to a 3-0 lead. This is the AA Bantam Division of the Mayor's Cup. You're listening to broadcast coverage of the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup Youth Hockey Tournament on WBCA 1029 FM, your Boston Community Radio Station, as well as the Boston Neighborhood Network. Coverage of the Mayor's Cup is a, is a Boston Neighborhood Network production. Sadly, due to an FCC ruling, programs like these and access stations like BNN are in jeopardy. For more information on ways that you can help, please go to bnnmedia.org. Would not be here without the fantastic crew of the BNN. So we thank them for this opportunity and all our great sponsors that we've been taking you through throughout the day as this one's held by Levine Stein with 5.24 to go. Mason Stauff. On the call, along with my fantastic broadcast partner, Jesse Mayfield-Sheehan. As this one's flipped in, it's four. And you see the Charlestown player smash his stick to the ground in frustration. That was sloppy play. Great face-off win, and just too easy. And the, the fourth goal scored by Liam. who scores the fourth. And, and again, what's that attitude talked about before? You put stuff in and things can happen. And something happened there. They put it in the slot and he did a good job poking it away from the goalie and poking it into the net. And now they're trying to do it again. You know, they just keep, they keep things very basic. They take the opportunities where, I, where they can get them, whether it be on the counter or whether it be on the setup on the inside, screening somebody. It's just very fundamental hockey is what Dorchester is showing us here today. Which is really impressive. And, I, and, and at, at this level, I, I will say more often than not, it's the team that makes less mistakes. Now, I will say that at the pro level, too. 
the team that makes less mistakes usually wins the ice hockey game. This is a very complicated sport in a lot of ways. But if you can make it simple, make it fundamental. I love that word that you use, Jesse, fundamental. You make it fundamental. You don't make silly mistakes. You cut down the mental errors. The other team's going to make them. And you will take advantage, and it's 4 nothing Dorchester as a result. You know, the way I describe this sport is that it's a big pound of organized chaos. Yep. Everything about every interaction in this sport is absolutely chaotic, moving super fast, a million weird deflections. But again, if you can stick to the fundamentals and get the opportunities where you can, eventually things will go. They haven't been going for Charlestown, but they've gone for Dorchester. Olsen shifting left to right across his goal. Not sure if he got a piece of that shot from the Charlestown player, but either way, it remains for nothing. It's 4-1, and Olsen loses the shutout, unfortunately. Hasn't had to make a ton of saves in this third period, but he has been impressive. But it is scored by Kyle. Yep. Number Who else? 71. If it was going to come from somebody, it was going to come from Kyle. Very overdue and very well deserved after a great offensive effort from him throughout the day. There was 2.53 to go on the clock when that one went in. You can do the math on that. 10.07 gone in the third period. 13 minute periods that also made the clock stop as we are inside three minutes it's a three goal game as the official puts the hand up and I, we might have a penalty here we will and this time it really will be a penalty and Charlestown's going to head to the box we stop the clock at 235 again inside of three minutes in a three goal game or less we will stop the clock and play normal hockey timing rules but Charlestown if they had any chance of coming back that's a shot in the foot as they will play 90 seconds with a player down. Langiri's goal at 8.25. Kyle at 10.01. And, you know, they really needed that goal from Kyle back they when did. it was still 2-0. I mean, this is <laughs> nice. They can, you know, at least say they didn't get shut out but it might, it might just be too little too late. Yep, there's Tangney, the goal scorer, number 37, trying to go on the reverse check. Here's an opportunity for Charlestown. It's saved by Olsen. That was the look. You can cut this to 4-2 with two minutes to go. You have a prayer. It's a long one, but you had a chance, and Olsen read it the whole way, shifted his body left to right, and made the big pad stop with his chest. That is, I'll tell you, that is at least the second time this game you've said that was the look for Charlestown. And it's really just sort of been And it hasn't just been day. two times either. They've had more than two. That's a nice play by Dorchester just to keep it alive. Centering pass out front, trying to go for the man on the hat trick right now. Stop. He was He's the target. He's still hanging around. He certainly is. He's that big frame with 47 seconds left on the power play for Dorchester. He was sitting there in front of the goaltender just trying to get in the eye line of Levine Stein and make things difficult. We're down to the final 100 seconds of regulation. Dorchester 4 and Charlestown 1. Charlestown looking for something to make this semi-interesting. Going into the final couple of ticks on the clock, it's going to be covered up by Olsen. 20 seconds remain on the extra man for Dorchester, a minute 25 on the game clock. Four goals on 12 shots for Dorchester. That's that, absurd. 
It's an outstanding shooting percentage. Unfortunately for a goaltender, you don't want to see save percentages inside the 600s. That'd be 667. A 333 shot percentage. That's beautiful for Dorchester, for Levine Stein. That's going to be not that certainly not the first two goals were any of his fault and I don't think three or four he had anything he could really do with either as it was a breakaway on one and a poor turnover and just shepherded in right in front of the net for the forward so it hasn't been Levine Stein's fault but unfortunately we do go through the stats like that and it hasn't been his day either yeah she's had a great she she's had she's had a day it's not it's not her fault by any stretch of the imagination but for her team, this is not the performance that Charlestown wanted with 45 seconds left down 4-1. This was the game that we really did bookmark as the potential really tight one, and it hasn't been, certainly not on the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You look at simple stats, they don't always tell the no, story. Because, I mean, you look at the four goals that Dorchester has scored, which one was she supposed to stop? You had two fluky deflections. Okay, maybe she could have stopped the second one that was eventually poked through. You know, the third one, a bad turnover and a one-on-one -on -one breakaway and a beautiful penalty shoot kind of move. Is there one last look for Dorchester to make it five? This one's going to skirt away just a little bit too far away, and the time is going to run out. Two, one, and buzzer. The Bantam double-A crown goes to Dorchester. They go back to hug their goaltender, Connor Olsen, who had a strong day. He had a lot more shots than Levine Stein, only let in the one late at that point. The game was well out of reach, and Dorchester gets a deserved 4-1 victory. It shows you can win a hockey game in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I'm flashing back to that Patriots game where they only threw the ball three times and still won. You know what? At the end of the day, they're just numbers, and there's only one number that really matters. And that's the scoreboard. Cliche. 4-1 the final for Dorchester. Olsen gets another tap on the back. They really did play a game plan that their coaching staff has to be truly impressed by. You go through, you plan for this game. You say, this is how we're going to attack a Charlestown team that probably on paper has better attacking play. So we're not going to give them a ton of opportunities. We'll sit back defensively, work on the counter, take the opportunities when they come, and boy, did they. Yes. And not necessarily limit the opportunities, but limit the quality of yes. those opportunities. Because Charlestown got a lot of opportunities. Just a combination of some unlucky bounces and some passes that were just inches away. You know, if you limit things defensively, then they don't get the lucky bounces. You see the Dorchester team lined up with that very impressive trophy with the Mayor's Cup champion, the Mayor Michelle Wu with her name stamped on that banner. Those players huddled around that impressive trophy and the Dorchester Chiefs deserving 2021 Bantam AA champions here at Boston University. We want to thank our sponsors once again, our Host and presenting sponsor, Boston Parks and Recreation. The Boston Bruins Foundation. P&G Gillette. FMC Ice Sports. Our fantastic host today, Boston University. The Massachusetts Department of Conservation and Recreation. Mayor Michelle Wu. 
And a special thanks to Pino's Pizza in Brighton for our delicious subs and pizza, for our fantastic production crew, of whom we will thank profusely in just a moment. The Zamboni comes out onto the ice to clean us up for another game here in the Mayor's Cup. 4-1 Dorchester, the winners. And as we wrap this one up, Jesse, an outstanding hockey game, probably the first one that didn't necessarily fit the script of what the shots on target did in this game, but an outstanding hockey game nonetheless and a deserving champion in Dorchester. Yeah, no, this this was a wild one for sure. Didn't necessarily fit the script, some wild stuff, but sort of the script of hockey is that it doesn't necessarily follow a script. Like I said, organized chaos, that's the name of this game. And I think for Dorchester, it went right with the script they wanted it to. It certainly did. And we thank all of you for joining us, whether on radio or TV. For my outstanding broadcast partner, Jesse Mayfield Sheehan, my name is Mason Stalf. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you at the next one from the 28th Annual Mayor's Cup.